This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is Matthew Cruz with the Comstock Report. If timing is everything, the Biden administration picked the wrong time to structure a plan to get more farmers to put land into conservation. The 30 by 30 aims to get 30% of U.S. land and waters into conservation by the year 2030. So far, this plan is short on details, which only builds negative consensus among farmer organizations with respect to the plan. A couple of years ago, something like this might have had a chance. But with record prices, farmers are more apt to take land out of CRP rather than put it in. The question will be, how much do they take out of CRP? One of the unforeseen ramifications of major bull markets like the one we are in is that we start finding more acres than we knew we had. ADM CEO says we will plant 5 million more acres than what the USDA stated in the March planting intentions. When suddenly the marginal land can make money again, we are magically able to find more of them. The increase in acres is not limited to the United States. Farmers in some far-off place that was not on the grain production radar will suddenly decide they want in on the rally. Once enough people do it, that is when we will shift away from a bull market. This will take a couple of years or more, but is inevitable when you have $7 corn. The concern of increased acreage is no more evident than in Brazil. Deforestation in the Amazon, both legal and illegal, has caused trepidation among environmentalists following this market boom. If increased acreage was an issue in Brazil with 350 corn and $8 beans, imagine what it will be like now. The New York Times reported that global deforestation increased by 12% in 2020 compared to the year prior. They did point out that not all deforestation is directly lost to human activities. Much is due to natural causes, which is why they prefer the term forest cover loss, as deforestation implies it was all man-made. There is also a major assumption that all deforestation in the Brazilian Amazon is due to farming. While there are certainly bad actors in any industry, including agriculture, the majority of Brazilian farmers respect the forest code. Most of the expansion in Brazil has not even taken place in the Amazon, but rather the Cerrado. That is where most of the expansion will continue, although environmentalists don't want farmers raising soybeans there either. Environmentalists argue that it is unnecessary for farmers to bring new land into production. Rather, they should just use technology to produce more on the acres they already have. In their mind, farm production is just like a factory producing widgets. Try telling farmers taking land out of CRP that they should just produce more with what they already have. It won't go over well. All of this concern for what farmers are planting and how they are planting it has led to the idea of the carbon credit market. I say the idea of carbon credits because so far there is more questions than answers. The carbon credit market is no different than any other market. It only works if enough people show up to participate. So far there are not enough people participating on either side. Farmers are only going to participate if they think it is worth their time. Carbon buyers, who are usually large manufacturing companies, are only going to participate while it is in their best interest. What if environmental policy shifts? Will they become less interested? Additionally, carbon exchanges are still identifying how to determine the value of a carbon credit. Location, cover crops, tillage system all factor into the value. It also takes a tremendous amount of time to enroll in these programs. One source spent a combined 60 hours filling out paperwork. Altering an operations tillage system for carbon credit payments will be a tough sell, but I like the concept. 
It only seems fair that if environmental advocates want to dictate how we grow their food, they should help pay for it. Naturally, this program will benefit those that are already applying minimum tillage practices. However, the carbon credit advocates want to incentivize those that they have yet to convert. Landowners have the biggest motive to sign up. Land renters, on the other hand, will be less inclined to alter their production system for something they don't own. They will need to involve the landlord with carbon credit applications. It would need to be well-defined as to who received the payment for carbon credits, the farmer or the landlord. It doesn't take much sense for the farmer to participate if the farmer receives $15 an acre for carbon credits, but then the landlord increases rent the corresponding amount. You are listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, visit us online at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.